Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown here with Ryan Graham. Hey, y'all. Tim Thurber. Hello. And this is State of Atlanta. Ooh, that like sprayed up into the mic. <laughs> uh, hey, oh, Mike's okay getting a little too getting a little too close there. I don't know. <laughs> giggity, giggity. Well, it's been a long time since seeing you guys. It's been, uh, I guess we could count the hours. But, uh, a few, a few uh, hours. Five or six yeah. hours since we see you guys at the kickoff luncheon today. What did you guys think? <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I, I, I loved it. You know what? It was my first one. Ah, you popped your kickoff luncheon cherry. Yeah. yeah. It was my first one, too. We're like virgins. That. We were virgins, that. Ryan. Not anymore. Yeah, I mean, Not the, anymore. My whole thing is it, it's it's always been tough, you know, during the week to to like justify doing that, uh, like getting out there and and you know skipping work and all that stuff. Uh, but this time it it felt like there was a little bit more weight because of State of Atlanta and that we like you know did the the two giveaways and you know just like being part of this uh, this uh, you know fan club type thing. So. Yeah. So yeah. So what are y'all's first impressions of something like this? You know, was it was it what you expected? Was it more? Was it less? Uh, is it something you want to do again? Unprecedented access to <laughs> athletics. Someone read my Panther Talk post. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, it, it was exactly what I expected. Um, like which was which was uh, above expectations, if that makes sense. Uh, because you know, you always you, we 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 like to rag on athletics. We we do. This was exactly yeah. what it should have been. It was all of us getting together, and they had pretty decent food, and we all had a, a, enough time to socialize beforehand. And then we had, you know, the little coach speak session where you know Dave Cohen shined, and everybody else said what they would normally say. And right. you know, it, it was a good time. And then we did our tour, and that was fun. We met lots of folks. There was lots of good networking. We wore these nice new. Uh, Nice new polos with our state of Atlanta logo. And I got asked like yeah. five times, what is SA? Uh, so maybe the O <laughs> needs a little help, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but I got to, you know, we got to talk about the podcast and, 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 and try to get some more listeners and, uh, and just like, you know, shoot the shit yeah. with some yeah. good, good, good folks, some fellow Panther fans. Which is also great coming off of the, you know, the, the dead period of, uh, you know, no sports at all since, really march i mean i we had you know there was there's some still stuff going on but really it's been like nothing going on uh past two months at least uh tim is it something that you like said so would you do this again and would you recommend it to uh to other fans i would absolutely do it again the food was good i mean the speeches were good coach speak i know but you know he Elliot did a good job trying to get the crowd interested dave did his always great emceeing right Yes, I got a question about that. So, obviously, Coach Elliott was trying to like be that that firecracker, you know, rile up the crowd, do whatever. Do you think he succeeded in his efforts? Uh, I think he succeeded in our hearts. Maybe not uh, outwardly, <laughs> <laughs> outwardly expressions from the 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 fans. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he he was trying to be a lot of fun and, and trying to give Dave a hard time. And I'm kind of like, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna give Dave a hard time with this crowd, you know. Uh, our loyalties are to Dave pretty pretty substantial. <laughs> substantial. Well, and so, when uh, when uh, when Charlie Cobb started talking about, oh, you've been here, you've been listening to Dave Cohen for four years, 
Four, four years. He kept saying four years. And I was like, four? What are you talking about? Four years? Like, have you only been here for four years and you just think that Dave Cohen magically showed up when you showed up? Like, what is the deal here? He was saying 40. He's just a, yes. like a southern good old boy and like doesn't enunciate the, the order. All, all the <laughs> yeah, words yeah, just blend together. Right? <laughs> Those Carolinians, they can't afford all the syllables when they grow up. They can only afford <laughs> like, so many of them. So you gotta, you finally, he them. said it. Like at the last minute, I was like, oh, 40. 40. But it was now the helmet makes sense. Um, David Dave Cohen didn't did not know it was coming, but they commemorated his 40 year anniversary and gave him a nice helmet uh, that that commemorated it. And, you know, it was it was a nice gesture. It was cool. Very unexpected. Uh, Chris Sibilia was behind me. Uh, when I was trying to say something to him because we thought things were wrapping up, and he's like, "Nope, wait, 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 wait." There's another thing that's going to happen, and you know, cop comes around the corner and gives the helmet to Dave, which is very cool. You could tell Dave was surprised by it. I thought they were going to announce him being inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I'm like, and I obviously Dave Cohen's first ballot Hall of Fame, no question asked. Like you know, I, I think you could he was find the first out person that, I said when people are like, "Who do you think should be?" And I'm like, "Dave, that's it." Right, but you just don't only Dave. You don't put him in there until he's, you know, he's retired from, from retire the job. First, yeah. so, I like, so I was, yeah. I was getting really prepared to like just be like, no, I've been the one. I was worried. In the crowd. <laughs> yeah, I was worried that like, oh shit, is he retiring? Well, we need him to keep talking forever, <laughs> forever. like literally forever. Um, exactly. I thought the, uh, I thought the tour was awesome too. I mean, I'd been on a couple of non-official tours of the facility, so going on like official tour and getting to see things that i hadn't seen before or updates like the weight room was great yeah um weight the, room is awesome the, the, the old braves locker room is awesome to like walk in there um you know obviously the baseball team's facilities were good too like i thought it was really cool to get to see behind the scenes how everything's uh, being improved at the stadium yeah so spoiler yeah. alert the baseball facilities are like fully contained within that building there's so much space in there to just like build yeah. out and like do all kinds of stuff with but like all of the offices for for the uh baseball coaches and stuff they're all there there's there was batting there are batting cages down there that i don't think those i are do not believe they existed cages. what no those are those are the, the braves batting cages I don't think they existed before, though. Like, I think they had moved that stuff out and like re redone them. I, I could be wrong. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's it's really cool. They've got all that all that work done in there. And when the when the um, baseball team starts playing in Summer Hill, then you know they're they're planning on continuing to use that facility as like their primary right. staging area where they have their locker room and their training and all that stuff. They're already training there. Apparently, I don't know if they're like hitting balls out on the field or what, but. Apparently they were uh, during the luncheon today. That's what somebody had told me that they saw some guys out there actually, you know, swinging some bats out there. So all right, that's cool, man. I'll take it. I think that's neat. We we got yeah. to see our future club, right? Behind home oh, yeah, plate, the old SunTrust Club. Yeah, the State of Atlanta Club. Yeah. <laughs> I do <laughs> have a solution a for the. I have a solution for the right field stands. What's the what's leave the solution? Them, for the, I was like, leave them, leave them up. Oh, where were we? Well, do you have a thought? No, I, that's just me. I was looking at like the Google Maps uh, or the satellite view yeah. of the stadium. I do this all the time. I just like look at it and kind of like just browse around and end up looking at real estate and it gets get distracted. But no, I was kind of looking at what you could possibly do with that. So what do you got? What do you, what do you have? I mean, you could potentially just build all that up. There's like student apartments somehow. Just one just stacked on top of the it. other, stacked on top of the other, tiered. Why not? I mean, cool. obviously, have, like, balconies. no balconies. No, yeah. no balconies. No, have balconies. Why not? 
Oh, you could. <laughs> Why not? They get free tickets anyway. Just give them balcony. Yeah, I'm up for there. There's somebody that's doing that. There's one of the schools. I don't know if it's in the Sun Belt or not, but there is a, a college that uh, they're building up facilities around. I think it's I think it's Jacksonville State. Uh, part of their plan about moving to uh, Conference USA, their facilities plan is building in like some dorm rooms and everything that are uh, basically surrounding the stadium. So you would have rooms that you could sit in your living room or walk out into your uh, deck your your porch thing and watch the game from there which i know that kind of takes away from your some of your um your attendance records your, your state it looks a little bit more slim or whatever but or, also or hear a me college out kid you always count them oh yeah exactly our, our attendance today is <laughs> whatever the, the turnstile plus however many people are uh, live in this dorm room or this dorm hey, facility. hey look yeah. if we got to put a turnstile at the entrance i'm down i'm down let's do it uh, exactly uh, yeah, uh james likes the uh the state of atlanta polos so uh, thanks a lot thanks james my, uh, thanks, james. my wife made them for us like Heck that yeah. uh, so, uh, just a little bit more on the luncheon before we start talking. There's a lot to talk about. You can tell we're getting close to football season starting because there was actually a lot. I was putting the notes together and I was like, and this? And it was like, it was like the dude wears my car at the, the Chinese uh, fast food place. And then, and then, and then. <laughs> uh, so we, we got, we did the State of Atlanta table. We had a couple of our patrons that are able to join us. And we got uh, uh, Coach Trent McKnight and Blake Carroll uh, to join us there, which I thought was great. Uh, you know, they were sitting across the table, pretty much almost exactly across from the three of us. So I, it was kind of harder to, at least for me, to talk to them a little bit. It was a little loud. Yeah. yeah, and then all the ambient noise and everything. But the conversations I did have with them were great. They were a lot of fun to talk to. And the one thing I could really take away, especially between from Blake, was this team feels has a lot of expectations on themselves this season. They they yeah. they know that they're the, they know that this is the best team that Georgia State's ever fielded. And they they want to go out there and they they really and again this sounds like coach speak type stuff. They want to win these games. They want to beat App. He's it's like it's it's time. It's time to beat App. This this is our oh my time God. right this now. It's past time. It's past time to beat App. <laughs> I think someone and then I, I was I gonna say I think someone wrote it on the board, right? Was it the, on the board there? Well I, Yeah. And the the the, the loud the, not the, the the room there the player the, what do they call that auditorium I don't know auditorium room yeah but I, I overheard Coach McKnight and Blake talking to each other just sidebar type thing and so I, I had to pipe into my conversation and basically they were just they were talking about how much they want to beat Coastal this year and again beat Coastal Bad. again and yeah and I, so I asked him asked Coach McKnight I was like you know when you have a player like Sam Sam Pickney who moves to their team or Jordan who's gone to South Carolina like you know how does that make you feel going into that game against them and he's like you just want to win it that much more uh, and I and I, I agree that's I mean that's the right answer to the question but like, the look on his face was like you know I want that game I want that game yeah. so bad <laughs> well I really so, enjoyed all the trick plays that uh McKnight gave us too so I'm, I'm looking forward to what, what we pull out uh with South Carolina yeah. Oh, oh boy! Got our, yeah. I got our little uh, our napkins out, and we put our X's and O's, and had our own little we plays drawn. We let up. them know what they should do, and and you'll you'll see some really good plays. And the ones that work, that was us. That was all us. Yeah. And if they didn't work, it wasn't it wasn't us. It, that those that, are the that ones was that print stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That was print stuff. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I thought it was pretty cool. Mitch, who who won a ticket, um, through us to sit at our table, sat next to Coach McKnight and sat there and chatted him up the whole time. I mean, the whole. I mean, it was oh, yeah. it was it was cool to see that like he made the most of it. We should be interviewing Mitch. 
it goes back to what you said earlier uh Tim. like these types of events when Georgia State has them and this was very well attended I think I think it was you know, they packed out the university lounge or whatever it's called up there yeah. it, was, it was a good attendance these types of things for the amount of money it costs to be in there Georgia every single Georgia State fan should be coming to every one of these things because the access yeah. you had we had the offensive coordinator sitting at our table giving him plays to, to, to start the game against South Carolina you know, just to ha- have this kind of access. And then, you know, Coach Elliott was around. All the coaching staff was there. Then Coach Hayes and other Coach Hayes were there. You know, you have well, access. The, I mean, the, the whole, the whole basketball there. team, uh, basketball there. coaching staff was there. I mean, they, they were all there. <laughs> Not the team, but the, the staff. I mean, the, all the coaches right. were there. So you got cool, to man. I mean, I didn't go say hi, but you could have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple a couple of things I heard from the coaches, you know, Coach Elliott believes that our running backs, any one of our running backs could be playing for any P5 team out there. And he uh, he was adamant that he believes that. And then uh, uh, Coach Fuquay, which I thought <laughs> my my autocorrect did Antavius Lane to antivirus lane. He said that uh, <laughs> antivirus lane. He says it's a he called him a once in a lifetime player for a coach. He says the, the way that uh, uh, hit stick is able just to place himself where the ball's going to be over and over again. It just, you just don't see right. that. That's the once in a lifetime type thing. So uh, hopefully he continues that in this season. That's, that's fun to hear. Well, and, he, and unless you guys multiple times, multiple times causing havoc on the, on the field, you know, causing confusion, causing turnovers, <laughs> causing people to fumble the ball and stuff like that. Like that's the whole goal is to be, I mean, we hear havoc. That was the um, that was the basketball, right? That was like the man to man. That was what's his face, right? That's what that was called. Shaka Smart, yeah. UCU. Shaka, was, which yeah. is, I mean, to me, I want to see a defense like moving a lot before the ball snapped and like doing weird shit. Like, I want to see him confusing the offense, you know. So when I hear the word havoc, I mean, that's that's sort of what I'm expecting. So maybe I have high expectations, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll see. Um, it sounds like that's the goal is to like cause a lot of confusion and like get at the ball you know that's good yeah well, that, i mean that's what coach elliott has prided himself on that 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 hard fast physical knock him on the nose type football and if you can do that on both sides of the ball that even better yep, yep. So, yeah it was interesting uh, that elliott talked about having a seventh ranked you know rushing attack in the nation last year and i don't know 109th 103rd like i think 103rd uh, ninth one of something we we yeah. challenge Elliot to just you know bring that up to the seventh base best passing attack just to match the the rushing attack to keep <laughs> yeah, it balanced. Yeah. Like, Gran- Granger <laughs> plays the way that he played in the bowl game, and we have no problems. I mean, but no yeah, one has any problems. Any, we're we're, we're going to beat our twenty twenty five national championship if he does that. So you know, we may get one before then. We may get one before twenty twenty five. Granger can play like that. We're 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 in. We're going to break time if we do that. If you look at any what anything the analysts have said about this team going into it, they whenever it comes down to Granger, they all almost say the same thing. Basically, a near perfect performance in that Ball State bowl game. So yeah, if we can get we can cha- yep. channel that Granger the entire season, absolutely. He was there uh, today. Peach he said, was at a, t- a table that wasn't ours. He probably request. He probably Granger. listens and, and requested he to know, not did, have did you, this. <laughs> did you see what? Did you see what table he was at? Nah, what was it? He, he was with Charlie Cobb and Dr. Blake. He was at the, oh. the big boss, the, the big boy table. Ooh. That's where Granger, right was, where Granger was. Uh, we'll, we'll get off this, but 
Cynical Peach says he wants Georgia State to beat App State more than the trash down South. He's sick of being Appy's punch. While I while I appreciate what you're saying, nope, nope, got to keep that. Yeah, uh, if I'm gonna lose one against... and win one, I tell oh. you which order I'm going in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> if you want to talk about winning both of them, absolutely. But if it's winning yeah. one of those two, yeah, we can Southern. go. We can go one. And el- we can go one and eleven. We can go one and eleven as long as we're not giving up a, a loss to that, yeah. uh, Picks, that uh, trash down Southern. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Man, yeah, you kept ragging yeah, uh, on me because I, I opened the door for some folks and I, I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm a Southern guy," and you were like, "And you were like, you're a what?" <laughs> like, oh, come wow. on, man, you know, come on, Ryan. <laughs> Good old Southern. You say you're a Oh, we all know that's not true. He'd get ragged on even more for that, probably. <laughs> so, uh, there was a fi- ESPN released their final preseason projections for uh, for football getting ready because football starts this week. We actually have the week zero game start this week. So Thursday, it was, it was kind of right? You know, it's not till Saturday. Okay, all the games are on Saturday. Uh, but uh, seeing where we we fall, they same thing we've seen pretty much in everybody's. Subjective uh, opinion is in this supposedly objective piece. Uh, Appy first place, then Marshall Coastal Georgia State making up two, three, four. Uh, we are four in this case. But if you look at the, because you know, they do the whole thing with their offensive ranking and their defensive ranking, and, and we're talking about Marshall's sixty-seven, Georgia State's seventy-six. We're nine spots away. When you're that far out of the top twenty-five, it doesn't really matter. You're the exact same score. But I thought what was interesting was. Coach Elliott talking about kind of a balanced, you know, attack. Georgia State was seventy ranks seventy ninth in offense and seventy second in defense. And then you look at like Coastal, you know, five spots above us, thirty eighth in offense, so they're you know significantly better. But then one hundred and four on defense. To me, that looks like a really easy opportunity just to really knock them out, knock them out. Yep, simply. So, uh, and then, and I don't want to get into all those kind of numbers because it's hard to talk about without seeing something on the screen for everybody, but. Uh, Looking at this, Appy, the clear favorite, everybody else right in the mix. I don't see any reason why, you know, we, we, we are, we're just in this, in this division just as much as anybody else is, other than the bottom three and especially the bottom one. I mean, what, the, the thing bottom. that they talked about a lot today was not, not just the talent, but the, the um, seniority on the team. There's a lot <laughs> of players coming back. There are a lot of starters. A lot of starts on the team is what they were saying. Is that like, you know, you have you have t- players on the team who have started f- for four years, basically at this point, and I-, I think they said we were like top ten for number of starts uh, somewhere. Um, but I, you know, I think that's cool. Oh yeah, they were saying something like that. Yeah, we I forget what it was, but we, I think it was like top three or four or something. Yeah, for the number of starts, uh, you add up all the starts amongst all the players, right? Uh, where we're at, and uh, yeah, that that that's. That's one of the reasons why we are. This is the the best team that Georgia State's fielded in football. Which really, it's kind of like that when you go to watch those Apple announcements and Steve Jobs, and now um, the best um, iPhone whatever. ever. He's like Tim he, Cook. He's like you know, I, Tim Cook. Apple's done this and this and this, and now we present to you the best iPhone ever. It's like, well, I hope you didn't get worse from last year. It's the same thing with the football team. This is the best Georgia State team we've ever fielded. It better be. Don't don't get worse from last year. <laughs> 
Yeah. Is that, and, you know, coach, coach came out and said, you know, the, the very first practice was like the worst practice he's ever seen. And I'm like, well, that was expected. <laughs> it was the and worst then, practice and, last year, too. Apparently. And then he said today was like the best <laughs> practice he's ever seen. And I'm just like, yeah, OK. Like, I, I mean, like this is these are the things I expect you to say, I guess. Right. It's fine. But it, it's still it's fine. it works. It works. You know, uh, was it nine days out? No, 10 days out from the season starting. You hear stuff like that and it gets your, your motor running. You're, you're ready to run through a brick wall and sit down and drink a beer and watch a football game. What I, mean, I well, well, I'll drink a beer anyway. But what I loved was him making fun of all the old men on the team. And he was talking about like Aubrey Payne and being like, uh, you know, like there were, well, there was an offensive lineman there, I think, where he was just like every single play, he like limps. He didn't need to come off the field. He just limps because, like, you know, he's an old man and like he thinks that's what he needs to do. Yeah, I think, I think that Aubrey is actually older than his coach, Dan Ellington. That might be true. Wow. <laughs> Seventh year. That's crazy. Year. <laughs> this guy Thank you, COVID, right? Not- He'll get his doctorate and uh, at Georgia State and be, uh, before he finishes playing football. You yeah, know, I took seven God years forbid, at Georgia State, and I don't have a doctorate. All right, like it can be done. <laughs> you got to fail. Some it classes. can be done. Can be done. Uh, looking at the other ESPN rankings, they have South Carolina. So we came in at seventy sixth out of all of FBS. South Carolina and North Carolina are back to back, thirty seven and thirty eight. Our first two games. So you add them together, they're right there, right there at seventy six. I think that means we, you know. That means we have to split the games between the two of them. Worst case scenario, right? If we can total their score to our score, then we just split the games. I like that that theory and that concept. I, I'll go with it. Yeah. yeah, I'm not following. I'd like to have both games our, though. Can we, can we do that instead? Just win. Both? I think we. Can, I I don't think there's a game on our schedule we can't win this season. Not, I'm not predicting a. Tw- I'm not predicting. I'm, I'm not predicting 12 and 0 on the regular season. But looking at it, obviously beating South Carolina and North Carolina would be you know upsets. They they would they would consider those upsets. Sure. Uh, I think we're a 14 14 point dog Army going too. into South Army Carolina. Army would be an upset. Yeah. Uh, Army would, as of right now, I think Army would be an upset. Obviously, they'll you know take a look at that you know going into week four or whatever that is. Right now, and based off these rankings, they're 72nd. We're 76th. So you know. That could easily you beat South Carolina, North Carolina, and you know Charlotte. You definitely moved up in the rankings at that point. That's true. So I mean, that's true. But um, yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. Go ahead. Coach Elliott also talked about stressing when he got hired that we need to be scheduling SEC teams and not like these teams like Oregon and um, what was that? Washington State, Wisconsin, yeah, Wisconsin, Penn State. He called out Wisconsin and Penn State specifically as games he didn't win. And right. then he also called out that South Carolina was the team that he wanted to play. And I, I was like, Coach, well, you duh. do realize that you I'm like, Coach, you realize that if you play we play South Carolina, you can't just like go from your house to the game. You've got to come up on the bus with the guys. You can't. You know, you've got to come <laughs> we'll from see. Atlanta. You we'll can't. see if he has to or not. <laughs> but also we need the to- Penn State thing. I I had a blast at the Penn State game. Uh, I, you know, I would not have had a reason to go there otherwise. I had a great tailgate there. I thought the game atmosphere was awesome. That iced kick was was one of the shittiest things that's ever happened to any team that I've ever followed. But but that but happened to us. Everything else, <laughs> everything else was awesome. Was just fantastic, and I I, I wouldn't trade that experience. How many Penn State fans apologized to you for their coach being an absolute d bag for uh, icing the kicker on that that end of the game? No, I I, I did have some. Um, on, honest to God, 
I'm legit, I, 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 know, I didn't legit count, ask the question, but I did. I, I thought you were being sarcastic. I did have some who were like, "Man, that that was kind of crappy." Like, it, it was pretty low. The the friends that we were there with said it wasn't. That was not what he should have done. He should have let yeah. the kick go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, so that that season, Penn State was. You know, they were talking about you know, early in the season. They were talking about national championship contender. Right. Uh, they you know they get to their schedule. They they could be up there and make make. I don't know if this. I don't know if that was college football playoff or that was um bcs still i don't remember i think it, it, was, BCS. It, was. I think I, it was i think it was BCS. bcs yeah but anyhow so uh not the not the game after us but maybe two or three games after us penn state ended up losing a game no idea who it was to and it made national news that the non-sports news like regular news about these players that the penn state players are trying to rush off the field and they they were all heartbroken because that, that's the way it is in college football you lose a game you're you, your national title hopes are pretty, pretty much dashed. And so they they were talking about that, how this coach was running, basically running in the, into the tunnel and grabbing his players by the arm and making them go back out there and like shake the hands and, you know, do all the stuff with all the other players and congratulate them. And, and so people were talking about how great of uh, a, a leader this guy was and what he was, the values he was instilling into these young men and everything. And I'm watching this one news show that I watch and there's just, you know, it's a panel of people on it. And there's just one guy who I don't really care for, but he, he was doing his little segment on it, and he was like, hey, let's not forget, this is the guy that iced a kicker when they were up 51-0 at the end of the game. He's not that great of a guy that you're trying to talk to him about. You know, Maybe he's a good loser, but he's a very, very bad winner. And I was like... And, and, hmm, and, 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 like and there's something now? to be said... Sorry. So there's something to be said about the coaching strategy that, that creates a scenario where those players are doing that. Like, they don't just... Players don't just like run off the field. Like they were coached up in such a way to to like expect a win and like behave in in a winning way and not to to understand what the like what a loot a loss might be, right? Yeah. So I mean, you know, f that guy. <laughs> exactly. Much. Is he even still the coach at Penn State? I've got no idea. And he I just uh, yeah, he is. He's he still the, there. He was the Vandy coach who like had them up and coming for a little while, right? Uh, I forget his name right now. But still, yeah. Well, I wanted to say Charlie Strong, but he was the Louisville who went to Texas. Pretty sure his name was Giant D Bag. Yeah, pretty, I forget pretty his name. Sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, one one last thing about the rankings. We'll move on to uh, off of football for a little bit, uh, or maybe entirely. I don't know. Well, so like I could say we we clocked in at uh, seventy six, and mm-hmm. our buddies down the street came in at eighty seven. We're um. We're full eleven spots higher in the rankings than Georgia Tech are, so that's just that's just fun. Well, then that that whole thing is probably wrong. As <laughs> as a Tech fan, as a, the big Tech fan that you are, yes, that whole thing has got to listen. Tech has a very weird superiority complex. They do. I mean, they know they're not better than Georgia, obviously, but they think mm-hmm. we're trash. Pretty much, they got to be up on someone, to. right? They have. They have to. They, they have, have nothing to left. Yeah. Could you imagine if they actually lived in a world of reality, and they had to no. admit? And like, what's it, what's it? Not next year, but two years from now, when we, uh, I think it's two years from now, when we play, we play at Tech. That's going to be yeah. unless something dramatically happens different with um, with the Tech program, or you know, should you know Elliot get plucked away, and we don't know what kind of coach we have at that point. I mean, man, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the head to the flats. I think that uh, that'll be that that head be, so to the flats. 
I th- I think that whatever it's called, I don't know what this called. I call it stupid I, stuff. It, it, no, you're right. It's called the right, but it's just weird because it's half a mile away. I mean, it's it's just, yeah, you know, it's odd. <laughs> cross the street to the flats. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> cross the bumps in the road to get to the flats. No, it's like so today, I think uh, I think it was McKnight, I can't remember if it was McKnight or, or Blake was asking like you know what game we were looking forward to the most for this season, and I'm like I should have thought about it, like. Hell, I don't even care about this season anymore. I want, I want that Georgia Tech game. That's the game I'm looking forward to the most on the entire calendar, uh, the, mm-hmm. all the future schedules. So, yeah, they'll be put in their place. They put in their place. Uh, you guys got anything else on football for now? Not, not football, but the whole program. I, you know, <clears throat> I've seen people, um, you know, giving Charlie Cobb a hard time about Ooh, like what has he accomplished uh, and and all that stuff. But you know. I think you you look at the entire athletic department and he's not necessarily doing a fantastic marketing job. That's for sure. I would never argue that, but like, you know, we're, we're building convocation center right now. We've got, um, we've got eight and five last year and our football team has never looked better. We've got um, all kinds of facilities getting put into there. We've got baseball now. Was it announced or or or, or just like rumored still that baseball is coming back to Summerhill? It's announced, right? With the funding yeah. earmarked. The, the, the big question. Yeah, well, the, the, I think we've been told that private funding has been uh, solidified, and the announcement will be coming in the fall or something. Right. But so, so we it, it's announced, it's announced that it's going to be announced. There's been big athletic moves that have been happening a lot of them and you know i just i think when you look at the one failure which is marketing which is a big failure and then to say like what is he even doing and then you look at this huge list of things i just don't understand like how you can be like what's he doing because he's managing all this other stuff all this all this very important stuff I think the problem comes from, and you're not wrong. And I actually, it goes back to what Dave said to start the the, um, oh, the yeah. luncheon off today yep. was he listed off all of like you know this past season how many of our teams made it to the NCAA tournament. And I actually yep. want to say one thing to to Dave about that because uh, I do know that Dave uh, does tune in every once in a while to listen to this. Is uh, one thing you missed was you said beach volleyball made a national uh, the NCAA tournament appearance. Didn't the beach volleyball team play for the NCAA? Championship, they were actually in the sure. championship game. If they were it was one below championship game, yeah. it was semifinal. It was semifinal, yeah, it was one yeah. or two. Yeah, I mean, I, and I, I think that's worth acknowledging. That's the, I'm pretty sure that's the closest that Georgia State's ever come to an NCAA. So championship. close to it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. There, anyways, Dave rattled off what six sports that all made NCAA tournament appearances yep. uh, this past season. Uh, our athletes are doing better. You know, than they ever have before. The teams are looking better That's than they right. ever have before. I think the problem comes in is the off the field. And I don't mean off the field of the players, like, you know, kind of running, getting problems. I'm talking about looking in the stands, looking at that football well, it's, stand. It's, it's marketing and fundraising is, is are the are right. the big black eyes, right? I mean, that, that, that's the mm-hmm. big problem. But you know what? I'll take all that other stuff, and 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 then we can like work on that uh, those things. But to sit there and say like, what's he even doing? I'm like, oh, come on! Like he's working on this stuff. Like I, if I you're going to find a silver lining, working at it's not fair. It's not that's not a fair. If you're going to find a, a silver lining out of all of this would be we have sports teams that sports teams we're having teams that teams. are are are. are 
competing at a national level now. Yep. And no one's going to the games. But so that means if you go to the game, you get again unprecedented unprecedented access to everything. You can, talk to the access. <laughs> you can talk to the coaches, you can talk to the players, you can talk to the athletic director, you can talk to anybody in development. You can talk to anybody. You could sometimes have a beer with Gene Hill. Sometimes As, <laughs> he'll he'll buy you a beer. Or a bite for right? you. Yeah. Gene Hill. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that guy that bought us beer. Got it. But you know, so as soon as we start marketing and we start filling up Center Park Stadium, we ain't gonna be you know shaking hands with the head, the head football coach over a beer at Woods Chapel. That's just not gonna be happen, happening. We won't be drunk in the athletic director suite either. Okay, maybe we still we'll maybe we'll still okay, be we'll, there. But we'll still be sorry, we'll Tim. Still be sorry, Tim. You won't be there. But me and David, we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're sneaking in. Damn it. There's we'll no sneak you. and you just wander in, man. You have a good time. <laughs> I do think it's kind of funny, though. So there's a thread on Panther Talk called Where's Our Athletic Director? Kind of like, where, where's Waldo, right? And, you know, I agree with you, Ryan. He's doing a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not easy running this whole ship, I'm sure. I mean, we have a very spread out campus, athletic facilities, and needs. I do think it's funny, though. People complain about YouTube and, like, within days... YouTube videos start getting released. People start complaining <laughs> about where's the marketing or anything for the North Carolina game. And within days of that post, magically on Facebook, I start getting ads about North Carolina tickets. So they do listen. They are I trying. Maybe or 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 it was already part of the plan and people complain early been. because they're not marketers. Well, well, uh, I think marketing's been lacking. I mean that that it's hard to say. Talking I just said talking. talking. Anyhow, talking. talking to those old, uh, old Dominion guys last week, and they talked about how many people they have in their developmental office and the marketing office and all these different yeah. offices they have, everything going on. And yeah, we don't really have that. So guys have the solution or or solution. The budget for that. All right, here we go, Tim. Solve it for us. All right, you just list all the titles, and then write Chris's name on all of them. Done. <laughs> so he, he's yeah, definitely he, not an infrastructure the, the, the credit, builder. The credits roll and it's got everybody's everybody's title on there. And if you, unless you look closely, you'll see that it's Chris Sibilia, Chris Sibilia, Chris <laughs> That's all him. Yeah. So like, that's what he's definitely not an infrastructure builder. It feels like he has grown a team that is pretty like loose and willing to like roll with the punches and do whatever it is they need to do to like further the program, which I think is a strategy, but it's not one. For it's not a growth strategy, right? It's like a maintaining strategy, and I, I feel like we can get there like this. But we're already past it, and we need to be building some more structure into the program and having these like departments with people who are focused on these various tasks. And we're just not there yet, uh, and, yeah. and we should be. And so that is a valid criticism. But then to say that like, where is he? What is he even doing? Well, well, well. Here's the list. You know, like I got it. He's just not that guy. I think maybe next time we hire an AD, we should hire that guy. He's not that guy. Uh, you know, I mean, that's that's all there is to it. There's like a well, couple of different leadership yeah. styles. He's not that leadership style, and that's fine. Um, this actually kind of goes but we to should get there. A, a, it's kind of like a conversation. Uh, Ryan, I think you were there with me. when We were talking to Dave Cohen today, and the conversation came about uh, Trent Miles. And we, and all three of us were in agreement, uh, you, you, myself, and Dave, that we like Trent Miles. You know, he was the coach we needed when we brought him in. 
and and I and I think that he served he he did Georgia State well in his three years that he was here, but um, I'm not going to say that the the job was too big for him or anything. But I think when Coach Elliott came in. That's who we needed at that time. Trip Miles yep. did us well at that time, and then we yep. needed a Coach Elliott. So same thing where Charlie Cobb may have done us well over the past what six years, however long, no more than that, because he he hired Elliott. So right. uh, seven years, eight years, whatever he's been here, uh, he has done us well. He got a, he got us into uh, Center Park Stadium. He got he got Center Park Stadium named. Convocation Center came about, I mean, through Becker, but under uh, Cobb's tenure. He hired Lanier. He hired Coach Hayes. He ho- hired Coach Elliott. So there's things that have been happening, and he I, hired I agree. Hunter, That's, too, didn't he? Hunter, what, Hunter was um, Levick's hire, wasn't I think that's part of the beef because everyone talks about that. There's yeah, always this beef true. between between athletic directors and coaches. If, if I didn't hire you, then then you're immediately not my guy or gal. Right. You know, I so, think that's true. Uh, the, I think the, you're right. Yeah. 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 But uh, anyhow, I'll, I'll pull this up. Uh, Cynical Peach made a comment. If the AD can't uh, raise awareness through marketing and fundraising, that's an indictment mm-hmm. on leadership. It's been over a decade and the same issues are still present. Coastal passing us is unacceptable. I, have, I, I don't go for it. I don't I, know if Coastal your first, two, your first two sentences, I'm on board. Your last sentence that Coastal has has passed us, uh, I'm I don't I don't I don't agree with the premise. I, <laughs> I don't think Coastal <laughs> has passed us. I think that's that's bogus. Uh, the media maybe thinks that, but um, we all know because we're paying attention that Coastal is not the program that they claim they are, and that they had a very good year and they have a very good quarterback. But they have a lot of problems in their program, and we're probably going to beat them again this year. Uh, and 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 I don't. I, they haven't passed us. I, they haven't passed us. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. They haven't passed us. They they, they they've only they only passed us in media perception. And you look at the media. You, know, you can't trust the media with anything. They're going to hop on whatever sells uh, ad dollars. So, Tim, what, what do football. you got, Tim? I mean, yeah. Wow. What do you got, Tim? I I think coastal. Their gimmicks are what sold them. Their week schedule and just winning with the gimmick is what got the media all attached to them. I mean, Grace McCall, great quarterback. Stud quarterback in the Sun Belt, but outside of that, I don't know. We had their schedule last year or the year before. We would be a nine, ten, eleven, twelve win team Co- With, without gimmicks. We would just we would just win, right? We Coach wouldn't have the gimmicks said as, said as much today. That you know, you you put this our exact same team against their exact same schedule, and you know, you know, we'd play out a lot of the same way, and uh, yeah. Absolutely right. Ooh. I agree. Loaded question. Would you rather play and beat Kansas two, three years in a row or play Auburn, barely lose, play USC, I, I, who knows? I, I, what do you want? You want I, the P5 week win? No, I'd rather you beat want? Kansas. <laughs> Beating Kansas would be great, but I like. I want to I wanna stick with the girl that I showed up with, and uh, I'm not going to. I want to. I want to stick around with Georgia State. I like. I like what's going on. Um, Me too. One thing I did think. One one thing that I uh, I did think about that I'm trying to remember because I forgot what it was about Coastal was they're fake. Ah, yeah, they are. They are fake. Um, man, what was I going to say? It was really going to be good too. I forgot it once and then remembered it and forgot it again. And, and flash their flash in the pan. They're fake. They have a weak schedule. What is it? Come on. 
I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll in the, in the middle right. talk about basketball. I'll just I'll go bl- back to to um to Coastal Carolina. That'll be uh, make for good listening, right? So sure. Are we gonna do basketball right. last call? Is that what we're doing? I think so. Yeah, we, we're already forty minutes. In. I told you we had a lot to talk about. Then I have one, two, three. I got four basketball topics to talk about. Four. P. I think is. Yeah, I have to pay. Oh, no. So I remember I remember my coastal thing. See, I just kind of like <laughs> went back and forth. So all right, coastal, what is it? They got they got all of their big deal during the COVID year. And that's when media they were so starved for something to talk about, something to latch onto, some kind of positivity, something like a storyline they could run with. And so coastal was that storyline, or at least it was a storyline within college sports. So they went and did that. And got everyone hyped up believing that Coastal was this great team when in fact they were a pretty good team with some lucky bounces and a really crap schedule. So that was my point. Man, that's a good point mm-hmm. too. Yeah, Coastal media sucks. was pretty the media was really desperate. That's true. And it didn't hurt that the following year they repeated again again on a soft schedule. We talked about it today. They, you know, uh, they beat some crappy teams. They nearly lost a Buffalo team that won like what three or four games or something like that. All right. So Cynical Peach has a point. Yeah, they beat a BYU team. They they beat a BYU team that like they scheduled that game like within two or three days and flew across the the country for that game. They, they, right. they played them again though, I think, too, didn't they? I don't know. Players have been drafted to the NFL. It's not much, but they are ahead in football. We'll see this year. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna withhold judgment. I'll say we'll, we'll see this year whether that they've passed us in football. So, all right, Ryan. Now that you're back, let's hop into your favorite favorite subject and basketball. All right, big week let's for basketball. Big week for basketball. My favorite topic. Literally the full. Literally. Oh yes, we'll A get big there. Week. A very large, tall week. The full schedule was, rele- was released. My favorite topic. Oh God, no! Oh. Let's talk about the other thing that I'm referring to. <laughs> no, I don't have a. I don't. I don't have a lot because it's all positive. The schedule is awesome. We've already talked about the conference schedule. We knew the conference schedule. That that's fine. This was the non-conference getting finalized. We start the season. The convocation center is going to get worn out this first season. Nine home games in a row to start the season, including exhibition. That's ridiculous. Nine home in, in a row. Is that like a thing? Is that what you do? Uh, that get is 10? not a thing. Get That's not a thing. Yeah. That's crazy. So you just need those, we just need those two away games canceled, right? And then we'll have it more more games in a row. We have we have if you count exhibition, we have 13 out of conference games. Two of them are away. That's, That's ridiculous. Some solid scheduling. I I love it. I mean, how, how, I am how they so do good. it. Coach Hayes is the man. Well, that in, that multi-team event is one part of it, which that's kind of a, a difficult series because I think we play play five games in nine days, and you get because you got three games back to back to back, and the first two of those five games are Georgia Tech and Mercer. So it's that's gonna be a, a tough stretch. But fortunately, that multi multi-team event is against some crap teams, so I'm not too worried about that part. But I, I love it. I got nothing else to say. Season ticket holders are getting their money's worth out of this uh, schedule. I love it. I can't wait to, for the season to start, but let's watch some football before that happens. You guys got anything on the schedule? We don't have to talk about it that much. That's up to you guys. I never have anything on the schedule. So. I, know, I know you don't, Ryan. I know you don't, Ryan. <laughs> I'm excited to see some games in the new convocation center, though. So, you know, that's all, that's all of, I have really to say about that. Are you that, going to buy a ticket? 
off huh? of me probably <laughs> what what was that what's happening are you are you gonna buy a ticket what a season uh, ticket season oh, ticket I, I i'm sorry i i didn't catch that <laughs> ignore him tim <laughs> all right uh speaking of the convocation center the seat selection has been moved back to october now and i i did get some word that uh Ooh, breaking news well wait it's halloween isn't it uh <laughs> on no. halloween at on halloween there's at a game five there, there's a game no we have uh that's when we the middle of October is when we have that uh, Wednesday game against Appalachian State in football. So I think it'll be that that Saturday. So there's no Saturday. We have two weeks of no Georgia State football on a sat on a weekend. So I think it's going to be one of those two Saturdays, like the October fifteenth or the twenty second, that uh, we're going to do the seat selection. Uh, the only other option would be the weekend that we're at Army, and I've been told they will not screw over the fans that are going to Army by doing seat selection while they're up in West Point. Is that what? Why be not? Let's un- do it. That'd be uncool. Yeah, well, because I want to go. Mm. Well, what would be uncool is if they did seat selection like on on Halloween at five or six. That would that would be very uncool. Nobody would do <laughs> yeah. that. Anyone with kids yeah. cannot do that. I would just be FaceTiming think, the two of you, being like, "All right, do you want to sit here? Do you want to sit here? That's right. Sam here? can do that. I would go. Well, I think that was the talk in our in our uh, our Patreon chat was like, it's going to be like just show up an hour before tip off and pick your seat. And that'll be your seat for the rest of the season. It's like first day of school. You go go pick your seat, and this is where you're gonna sit all season, all semester long. But no, so it'll happen in October. Um, I mean, but, if, but if one they thing can't I found figure out, it out, then it's embarrassing that they even did a pick. They should have just like given you a seat. Well, I think that um, there's been some construction. There's construction issues, not construction issues, but like I guess with everything ramping back up or something. There's been some delays with getting people out there to be able to, to, to finish off everything. The team has not been practicing inside there yet. The team has not, not had yet one practice inside the convocation center yet, which is a, uh, we, we need to get kinda, in there. I know it's kind of hard to have a home court advantage. If you've never played a game inside of the place or practice inside the place, but well, we'll still be, there. Uh, we'll still be there. Uh, two, two last things. I hired a new, Assistant coach Kent Davidson came from. Well, he was at Georgia with Coach Hayes for a while. I think this was just. It looks like a cool hire. It looks like it's somebody that brought in that has like a crap ton of experience in the coaching ranks, and it's somebody has to kind of keep Coach Hayes on his. You know, like all right, you're a head coach now. These are the things you got to do that people are expecting of you that you may not realize coming into it. So, but it looks like it's a it's a good hire, a brand new position that he got made. It looks like. Dumb. He seems like a hire Perfect. that's going to make sure we do all the things. That's it. <clears throat> they and were probably they were gonna... take some pressure off of uh, Coach Hayes as well, like having to handle some just you know mundane how to do all the things. Yeah, talking to people that are asking questions and want to know things. Like you know, let Coach Hayes focus on the basketball. Let this guy focus on the administrative type things. That's what it seems like at least. So, but it sounds like a good hire, a good addition to the team. So, I mean, when they were uh, introducing the coaches today. Uh, what I noticed, Coach Hayes was was really proud to know where everybody was from, and it seemed like only him and his brother are from Georgia. Right, it felt like <laughs> everybody wasn't it everybody from Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania <laughs> and like, Ohio. <laughs> it was all it was all yeah. Pennsylvania and Ohio. It seemed like is that going to be our new thing where we complain where we complain about the Carolinas for uh, football? We'll complain about Pennsylvania and Ohio. Ohio for, uh, there? Are there good are there good uh, basketball recruits up there? Ohio probably, I would imagine, has pretty good basketball. Yeah, Indiana recruits. for sure. 
Well, uh, speaking of recruits, there was a huge literal. This is what we were talking about—a literal huge. Uh, huge. I know you didn't even let me do the the lead in. You you like you you just said screw you, Ryan. We're going to talk about something else. I was focused on my thing. I wanted to talk about it, and it was schedules. And there's no way you're I'm trying to give you. There's no way, way you're getting ahead of me on schedules. You should know better no, by now, to, Ryan. I, man, right, it was Ryan, an assist, right, and you it was an assist, and you you fumbled it. You screwed it up. I I right. tossed that ball up for you to dunk it, and you were like, you know what? Instead of dunking it, I'm just gonna pop it Boom. out of bounds. I'm just all I'm right, all right. Well, my own you know shot. what? How about you dunk it in there for me? Tell me what the name of this player is. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, apparently he goes by DK DK Emmanuel. I'm glad he goes by DK because I do not DK think I can pronounce his name. Donkey Kong without without <laughs> some help there. But a, a seven foot dude, and like there was a lot of talk about him, like on Panther talk about you know where he could possibly go. He had a lot of offers. I think Yale was one of his offers, and I'm glad he wants to come here and play. But man, you you get a scholarship to, to Yale. Yale. You, you take a scholarship to Yale. Unless you just hate the Northeast, which I can appreciate. Um, and he's a smart kid, though. Obviously, he got offered at Yale. He's got a 4.0 GPA in school, I believe. So, yeah, this he's a 2023 commit, so we won't see him until next year. But welcome to the – welcome to the – I was going to say the A, but he's actually here in Georgia, so that kind of seems wrong. Welcome to Georgia State. Well, he might not be from um, the A, though. Welcome to the Panther family. There you go. Yeah. All right, we're 50 we're minutes. We're way All right, over. We're, well, way not over. way over. Right, we, right, just, we've we, we've standardized being under. We used to do an hour. We have football and basketball. Football and basketball season makes it difficult to keep it under an hour. That's but, right. Uh, it's good. True. We do about an hour. All right, you know what? We'll, we'll be fine. Okay. As long so as we, we like it in an hour. Real, real quickly, two things. I'm not sure if you guys know about it or not. Uh, the Sun Belt and the MAC announced this uh, week that they have two of our games, two Sun Belt games. We've got not our games. Two Sun Belt games have been picked up by the NFL Network. Uh, it's Sunbelt versus Mac. They've got uh, Eastern Michigan, Lafayette, and Marshall Bowling Green. Doesn't matter a lot to us, but this is in addition to what we're the Sunbelt's already getting on ESPN. Sounds like it's another venue to get uh, more games on networks that are not just streaming services. I think it's pretty cool. It's, I think it's, it's pretty interesting cool that on. the NFL <laughs> network is picking up college football games. People are going to turn in and be like, what? Well, I guess typically they'd be tuning in and it would be just like some talking heads, right? I mean, and so now they're like, well, let's just show some football instead because that's that's what people care about. People who tune into the NFL Network want to watch football. Yeah, I've, I've thought for a long time the NFL Network on early Sunday mornings should have a recap show from Saturday, like, you know, like the future the future is now type show or whatever, where they talk about the games that ha- the college games that happened on Saturday and they focus on the players they expect to be drafted in the yeah. coming years. And just because like, I, on, on NFL Sundays, I get up first thing in the morning and it's, I just kind of like have my schedule between NFL network, ESPN and Fox, where I watch the different shows I want to watch. But you know, also I'm coming off of college football Saturday and I kind of want to see some highlights from all that, and of course, ESPN will have your highlights, but it'd be kind of cool if the NFL Network kind of talked about players that you'll see at the next level in the future years or plays that may have taken a player to that next level. So I think well, it's kind of cool. And that would include G5 players because because people yes, know going into that that there are these G5 players who are you know rising to the top, and you would see a lot of that stuff. Where you, and on ESPN, you see less of that because they're focused on the the Clemson's, Georgia's, Alabama, uh, Alabama's. Uh, 
those are the three programs, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the six teams that have made it to the yes. championship game in the past. Since it's right. I mean, about they're, it, yeah. they're like very much focused on the programs, whereas like the NFL Network could be focused on the players, which would be cool. Right. Yeah, because yeah. you probably see, like, I think a lot of people think that Grayson McCall at Coastal is going to be able to yep. get drafted. So you yep, would probably yep, see yep. Some, some Coastal Carolina. Not that I want to see that, but you would see. But you would. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Albert like, Wilson, talk, talk, when, he was, when he was here, you know, you might have seen some of that. Yep. I don't know about some of the other so guys, man. I've been, I've been surprised at some of the names I've seen, you know, showing up in, in camps. Um, that's cool. It's neat. Um, some of the we, – we are a legitimate – avenue to the nfl now and that is cool as that that's very cool like the coach can go into any living room in the country and say like come to georgia state man people see us you you, yep. you could make the nfl if you're good enough you will make the nfl you work work hard enough you know show your it's skills you. we are we are a platform that can get you right. to the nfl right. yep yeah we'll get you there go, but you gotta go do ride it. the bench don't go ride the bench at some P five hoping for your shot of somebody going down. You know, come That's come right. to the come to Georgia State, shine, show that you are you know capable at your level of play, and yeah, you've got a shot but out. Just there. don't so. join the Saints. Just don't do that part. Just, <laughs> yeah, don't, just don't, just don't, don't stay away. Like, like uh, arguably, our best player in the NFL is. It's it hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. Um, it's not even arguable. I mean, he's like he's gonna end up being like I mean, he's he's Pro Bowl, hasn't he done Pro Bowl? He's been to Pro Bowl at least once, yeah. if not twice. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's definitely the best Georgia State <laughs> like NFL player. We can we can stop talking about him now. All right, what? Um, let's, let's, let's move on. on. We'll say his name too. Will Lutz. Will Lutz. Oh, Number yeah, three. It burns. It burns. It burns. It burns. Uh, you know what so burns I guess more? earlier. Coup. Uh, gonorrhea? Oh, oh no. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Coup on yeah, our it's team. Same, it's the same Train. thing because he, he, I mean, like, you know, I, I, I don't know this for certain, but he went to Georgia Southern, so I just assume that he probably has gonorrhea. That's just, <laughs> it's, it's, a fair, it's a fair assumption. Well, do you right? ever, can you cure that? Is that, do, do you shake that? Because if, if you can cure it, he, he might be all right now, but, you know. <laughs> no, but that's what the trash down south does. They just don't, they don't, eh, it'll go away. Let's just I'll keep some, it. <laughs> I'll put some Eagle Creek on it and we'll be good to go. <laughs> oh, it'll be worse. Than- <laughs> <laughs> that inflames everything, right? And it's, like I, that. it's like, now it's you like have when something infections. It's like when something hurts and your older brother like just pegs you somewhere and just like, well, now it's solved because now you're worried about this, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The Eagle um, Creek is worse than the gonorrhea. So it's like, ah, eh, you know, you have gonorrhea, but also you have all this shit. So, you know, which is worse. It is worse. It is worse. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, so football, I said football begins this week. There are two games kind of worth watching as a Georgia State fan. Charlotte's playing Florida Atlantic and uh, Florida a is at UNC. This is our week three and week two opponents. So that's, I'll, I will be watching. I'll watch the start of the Char- Charlotte plays at seven o'clock and then UNC's playing at eight 15. I'll watch UNC. I'll see how that, how they look against uh, an FCS program. So th- those would be the, the two watch games for me. Uh, as far as Georgia state goes this weekend, but not you don't late, root. You just late. watch. I just want to check, check out the competition. See what yeah. we're looking at. Give him yeah. a, a little so. view. Yeah. 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 Uh, da, 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 da. Other sports. Women's soccer has started and they're on a roll. They're 2 and 0. Oh. 
on the season. Uh, they play, let's see, Murray State and Chattanooga. Or they, sorry, they beat Murray State. They're playing Chattanooga and Kennesaw State this week. Uh, both those teams are unfeated. They've not won a game yet this season. So hopefully the ladies can, you know, we, next week we talk about them being 4-0 on the season. Uh, then men's soccer starts this week. They are at North Florida, which I think is an exhibition game. And then they're uh, hosting Mercer. And all these games, all the games I just mentioned, are all on ESPN+. Plus. You can watch these games on ESPN+. Plus. And then uh, in addition to that, volleyball starts. There's a Panther Invitational. Georgia State's playing Marist, Auburn, and Belmont this weekend. All those games on ESPN+. Plus. I think that's pretty awesome to be able to watch those games. Uh, so... Unless Georgia State has the schedule wrong and they just put ESPN Plus and you can't actually watch them, but that's what the Georgia State schedule says. So we'll just go with it. All right, we'll go with we're playing right. on ESPN right. Plus. Yeah. Only thing else I got before we go to last call, which I do have less call topics, is tomorrow night, Wednesday night, uh, Panther Talk Thursday night podcast, and us will be doing a live stream to talk about the upcoming football season. So check that out. It's on the Panther Talk Facebook page. I'll probably stream it on our youtube just so to get on another platform but uh yeah so we'll be talking to ben moore and the thursday night guys about the fall season tomorrow night wednesday night so check that out all right before last call you guys got anything else nah last call all right, well, let's thanks. go all right well thanks everybody for listening uh Looking forward to the football season. Next week, we'll be talking in earnest. I did get in contact with a South Carolina podcast that we're going to try to get together and talk about the game next week as well. So, Very cool. um, yeah, yeah. Look forward to that. We're going to head over to last call, talk more about some other topics. Uh, Troy and Marshall getting in some trouble. Georgia State maybe have some Title IX trouble. We'll talk about that. Uh, Ryan can't wait. Final Title IX trouble. David gets uh, all sassy about this stuff, so he loves it. Uh, find last call on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash state of Atlanta. It is free available on Friday mornings. If you are a Patreon member, you get it uh, immediately. Consider joining. It's three bucks a month. You get early access to last call. Like I said, you get access to our private group chat, which is the most fun discounts on our merch raffles. Like we had a couple of Patreon members join us on the, uh, the table today for the kickoff launch and try to do as much stuff like that as we can. Uh, so thanks everybody for listening. Consider joining Patreon and we will talk to you guys over on last call. Say goodbye guys. Goodbye guys. Peace. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at state of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash state of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much, and go Panthers!